sequence time. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running, commit liftoff. Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join us in our discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Well, today is Tuesday. I was out yesterday, but I hear... The one, the only Brad was in, and uh, glad that he was able to be in here, although I'd like to get on uh, the radio here sometime with him soon. So, <laughs> Well, maybe I can make that happen. I'll take a day <laughs> off and let you guys do it. But no, I, it is good to be here today. Uh, listen, um, uh, the first segment we always talk about um, of what's going on in the news, and, and last night I was actually blown away. I called you this morning. I said, Taylor, you got to watch this. Because New York's Governor Hochul, who's the replacement for Cuomo, she hadn't been elected, but she was appointed to take his place, uh, went into a church and preached that those who don't get the vaccine aren't listening to what God wants. Now, I told some guys at the Y this morning, in the last 20 to 30 years, for sure, in America— when somebody for the government starts invoking the name of God, especially uh, when they're as liberal as she is, you need to be concerned. Mm-hmm. When they start invoking God's authority and saying that you're not listening to God uh, if you don't. And she said she had she's actually got a necklace she was touting that says, I'm vaccinated. And... Uh, you know, she's uh, what else was she doing? She was um, she was saying that the vaccine is from God to us. So we need to say thank you to God. And there are people out there who just aren't listening. And I need you talking the people in the audience and the people that heard her through Internet and television or whatever. I need you to be my apostles, my apostles to go and say we owe this to each other. Now, that that ought to make you stand back and go, what is going on? I love what Phil Johnson said. Phil Johnson tweeted, you know, and we've had Phil on as a guest several times. Phil said that uh, it's not the Branch Davidians, it's the Branch Covidians. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Uh, but this same governor who was saying this um, is basically – Uh, signing an executive order to address the potential health care worker shortages because of the mandate, because all these nurses and medical people are saying, nope, we're not going to do it. Not only that, Taylor, uh, the SEALs, one of the, I mean, special operations group, special warfare combatants, I mean, there's only about 2,000 of them, somewhere between 2,000, 2,500, and hundreds if not more, are refusing to uh, take the vaccine, and they've even hired attorneys to represent them. But mm. they were recently told that if you don't take it, even if you get the religious or medical exemption, then you're not going to be deployed. So who are we going to send? I, that's what I want to know. Who's going to go do the jobs that only they can do? 
I mean, th- th- this is really ridiculous. I mean, like, and if you go back, let's go back to a year and a half ago. Let's go back two weeks to flatten the curve. Became, if we can just hang on till the fall where we'll, we'll get a vaccine. The vaccine came. If we can just hang on till we get 70% vaccinated and it never stops. Now you got to get the booster. Well, did you see that uh, Biden said that uh, when we get to 98% vaccinated, we'll, we'll almost be there. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. That's absolutely insane. There, folks, if you're listening, we will not hit 98%. I, I can tell you that because you, you're going to have to have police, although that may not be a possibility if you look at what's going on in Australia. Yeah, right. Uh, but 40% right now of um, – 40% who I just read that 40% of one group oh police in New York City over 40% refused to take it mm. and and that's a problem and so uh the unvaccinated police are being threatened with being demoted mm. and taking their pay this is absolutely crazy because if if you took out all the people that died from covid over the age of 65 you would have a 99.999% rate of survival. And yet, unbelievable pressures are being put on people to take a vaccine for something that is 99.99% survivable. Well, and an experimental vaccine at that that has um, some side effects that are, yeah, rare, um, but can be very detrimental to somebody uh, especially who are who's younger and would not really have a lot to fear from covid itself um so it's it's pretty uh you know reason i think is out the window and now we're operating as you you're talking about that uh that uh the the uh governor you're, you're operating on a on a faith system there that uh i think you know i wouldn't say that it's covid is the faith but i think there is a faith in um in secularism and kind of faith in the government and COVID is just one expression of that. And, uh, you know, for an atheistic society um, to find out that, oh, they worship things, too, um, is not surprising. Well, and uh, one of my friends um, went to several pharmacies just as an experiment and asked about uh, if, if they could get the Pfizer comirnaty um, mm. mm. The vaccine. one that is actually approved. And they said, no, we don't have that one. Hmm. What they had is the Pfizer COVID vaccine that they've been getting, the one under experimental use that you have no recourse against. So why is that other one not out there? Why is it not being distributed since that's the one approved? There's so much stuff out there, folks. That And we had a doctor last Friday. And by the way, I want to acknowledge, I meant to do this yesterday. We had a problem getting some of our files over to the uh, website, but they're there now, SWATradio.com. You can go on and listen to last Friday's program. We had uh, Dr. McDyer here locally, uh, OBGYN, who's been protesting against the vaccine mandates. He did a great job on the interview. There, he, we had him the whole first half hour. We're going to try to get him back. But he is very well-researched and well-read and no agenda except to tell the truth. And uh, he, did a, he did a really good job. So uh, uh, you can go on the website now and, and download that if you want and listen to it. You can stream it. And so, uh, yeah, that, 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 that was – but last night with the Governor Hochul from uh, New York, 
was really bizarre to me because if you just step back and listen to her and substituted anything else for the vaccine, you would have called her a false teacher because she was using biblical language, but she was using it all about the vaccine. And and then uh, I saw this. People are actually buying like candles, like, you know, um, a lot of times Catholics will have saint yep. candles. Mm-hmm. There's candles with, quote, Saint Fauci, and they're burning these things, and they're, they're, they're I, I don't, it's so bizarre what's happening in our country, like, uh, like nothing we've ever seen. Yeah, I think some of that might be kind of as a way to mock, but I think there's also part of people's souls that, uh, know that there's something greater than themselves and want to worship. And if you take away God, you're going to find yourself worshiping some crazy things like Dr. Fauci. You know what I mean? And and when you uh, are, you know, this life is all that you have and you're terrified of losing it, uh, the little bit of, oh, you might, you know, uncertainty uh, creates people who are willing to follow anything just to so that they have peace of mind that they're not going to die. Well, and they are going hard after church leaders to get them on board. And when they get them on board, they're flaunting them out there. Well, I was going to say that about, you know, that she was saying that at a church. My question is, who in the world is the pastor of that church? And is he fired yet? Like that, that is, I mean, obviously not because the church was uh, sympathetic to that. But to me, if you're going to, you know, it's one thing to say, hey, you know, the vaccine is is uh you know safe and you know you should take it but to say you must take it otherwise you're not being loving you're not following god uh, that's not allowing for any sort of uh conscience and isn't it god who rules the conscience and so if you're trying to take that place uh well hey i don't think that you're fulfilling your role uh as a pastor and people should reconsider the churches that they go to well and uh Basically, you know, this the New York governor, I, I was just taken back because she kind of appointed herself God's messenger to the people. She basically a prophet well, is what she was trying to do. A little higher than that when she said my apostles, right? Well, well that's, <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, she, man, I, I just, uh, I, it, it was surreal to hear her talking about that. I mean, uh, she said he made the smartest men and women, the scientists, the doctors, the researchers, he made them come up with this. This is from God to us, and we must say thank you, God, for this. That is taking religious la- uh, language and, um, and cloaking scientism in it. You know, mm-hmm. the smartest people are the doctors and the scientists, and they did this miraculous thing. You know, that, that's just coking, uh, cloaking Christianity, uh, you know, using that language to hide what you're really pushing. Well, and she said— you know, that uh, Jesus taught us to love one another. How do you show that love but to care for one another enough to say, please get the vaccine because I love you and I want you to live? Okay. Um, if you look in uh, England and also in Israel, a lot of the dead, the people that actually died, were vaccinated. So it didn't even help them. Yeah. You know, and what we've done is that we've robbed ourselves of the natural immunity. Now, if you if you've had covid uh, and according to several doctors, you take the vaccine, your your natural best immunity has been diminished somewhat by taking the vaccine. Yeah. So, uh, all right. We are up against the break. We will be back with more after the break. You're listening to SWAT radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. That is Brother by Need to Breathe. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, uh, we were talking a little bit about um, really a church service that the governor of New York uh, participated in and led um, that really uh, was uh, eh, interesting, we'll say, and and, uh, just how we as Christians need to be aware of what's going on uh, around us. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I, I just think that, uh, as believers, uh, we need to be aware of, of all the stuff going on. People go, well, why, why do you talk about vaccines? Why do you talk about the mandates? Why do you talk about this or that? Cause this is what's going on in our world. And as believers, you know, I, I think the only way that I would take the vaccine, the only way is if, I knew for sure God was saying, Doug, I want you to go right now to India right now. I'm calling you to go over there and to evangelize people in this area. And the only way I could get over there was I had to take the vaccine because then I know God's moving me to do that, right, to go over there. But uh, I, I see no reason to take the vaccine if you've had COVID and you have the antibodies, uh, because you have natural immunity. We have discounted. I mean, like we've really discounted the 99.9% survival rate of people uh, who are under 65, 70 years old. I mean, we it, it's just crazy to me what we've done. And I, I think as believers, we need to be people who don't live in fear. We don't let fear mandate our decisions. We we And listen, if you want to get the vaccine, get the vaccine. If you don't, don't. But but people are being nasty to people who have a different opinion about that. And there's a lot of coercion and pressure being put on people, not just with the vaccines, the mask. And there's a lot of misinformation. And the arguments go, well, you know, there's a lot of different medical opinions on it. That's true. But I can tell you, I'm trusting the doctors that I personally have known 
for a long time who have I know they've researched it. And as I talk to them, they're not just giving me a party line. Well, yeah, you, you know, does that make sense? I mean, like I'm just if you talk to your doctor and you go, doctor just goes, well, we're not prescribing ivermectin. We're not, you know, we're not doing that. But they don't tell you why. That that's going to make me have a little pause there. Or we, you know, we're not giving hydroxychloroquine. Uh, so we can't just blindly follow people. Yeah. You know, even the Lord presents evidence to us. He, does, he doesn't expect us to blindly follow him. He wants us to follow him, but he gives us evidence. We have his word. We, we have truth, and we are to be purveyors of truth. We are to be people that spread truth. And if you tell somebody, you affirm something that you believe to be the truth, but you haven't researched it, you're just propagating a lie, I think you got to step back and go, why am I doing that? You know, or, or how do I even know that? Yeah. Well, and then, you know, you're, as you said there, that people will say, well, there's a number of different medical opinions on this. Well, if that is the case, which I, I agree, why are you now codifying one medical opinion over another if there's not even <laughs> consensus, right? Well, it's because the, go- the government's telling us to do it. Yeah, right? I know, but I'm saying that like, that's, uh, a, that's not a, uh, a wise thing to do, one, and it's not uh, – integrated as far as in your in your thinking if you're saying oh well you know i don't want to listen to what you have to say about mask i'm just going to wear one because there's you know a bunch of different medical opinions i was like okay you're not really taking the time to investigate for yourself to find out what the truth is you're just you know being a sheep i guess i would say that maybe in not such a harsh (laughs) term um but another thing is the real issue here with the vaccine and stuff is that it's not allowing for liberty of conscience right and Mm -hmm. that to me is like you you know you were saying if you want to get the vaccine that's fine if you don't that's fine but if you don't allow for your brother to have a liberty of conscience and to do what they feel god is leading them to do uh well you're being tyrannical and you might not have any uh you know state authority but you are being a mini tyrant to try to dictate how someone else should follow their conscience and what their conscience would be you're trying to take the place of god in their life and that for a christian to do is uh <laughs> not good obviously yeah it's not good and i think i think uh it it just gets more bizarre every day i mean like could you ever imagine like in a a a government official at that level of a governor going into a church and using biblical language to describe their policies or their and saying i need apostles like that they're just leaning on biblical uh really uh, euphemisms or biblical uh, terms to try to pressure people into going out and well, doing that. I can see someone wanting to do that, obviously, if they're trying to further their own power. But for a church or for the church at large to accept that and not c- completely reject it outright, I think uh, is a shows an underlying problem in that church where that happened at um, and possibly um, the, the greater American, quote-unquote, church, quote-unquote. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, the CDC at one time was asking church leaders to, quote, evangelize people about the vaccine. Uh, You know, it was actually on the CDC website at one time. And they used evangelize? Well, yeah, they they did not use that term. But what they were telling people is, we need you to go out there and and spread the word, talking to religious leaders. Um, Well, I mean, hey, you know what? Uh, There was... uh there's pretty famous instances of people with that kind of progressive mindset of doing that, of 
Um, I'm thinking of Margaret Sanger in Planned Parenthood who said that it's useful to get a, a black pastor on your side and then he'll um, convert the masses into your way of thinking. So um, there have always been, quote-unquote, pastors who are willing to do the bidding of um, people who have an ideology that is totalitarian. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, they if you go to um, the Center for Disease Control website, it's interesting to me. They have, like, stories on there, um, you know, of different things, um, you know, protecting voices, votes, and culture. <laughs> like, I mean, think about that. Okay, why would why would that even need to be on the CDC website? Um, you know, I I, I just I, I have I have a lot of reservation about the CDC and the NIH. Not that there's not good people there; there probably are, but they have not proven themselves to be very trustworthy. Was it the head of the CDC or that was it the head of the FDA that said that uh, you know gun violence is an epidemic and so the CDC needs to be in the business of combating that. And I mean, that's obviously political partisanship there. That's in what's supposed to be just about what the Center for Disease Control. Yeah, uh, that, that that should raise a lot of questions, no matter what side you're on, uh, that, that that's a political uh, organization, it would seem at this point. Well, it certainly seems that way. And, you know, they I know that uh, they like I said, at one point they were pushing people trying to go out and and spread the word so that they could get more people uh, to spread the word about the vaccines, which is what the governor was doing pretty much. Um, And so uh, I I just think as believers, we need to be praying for wisdom, praying for discernment um, and, and praying that uh, God's leaders will stand firm in the truth. Uh, I appreciate Doug Wilson. You know, you shared some of his stuff. Uh, Doug Wilson uh, has some very good information out there. John MacArthur is another one um, who they they have not caved in to this uh, hysteria and the fear-based mindset uh, of of the COVID stuff. And so, it's, listen, doesn't mean that COVID isn't real, but if you take away, like I said, all the elderly deaths of COVID – and and look at the people, let's say, just under the age of 65, you see the same amount of deaths that the flu would normally kill. I mean, and we've dealt with that for years, and we haven't masked. Why? Because they've proven masks don't work. We haven't vaccinated against the flu. Why? Because there is, there, there is no viral effective, you know, treatment against that. That's, that's the, and, and COVID, the COVID vaccine has proven that there's you were sharing with me in the break that uh, over in England that two thirds of the people that are uh, hospitalized, hospitalized mm-hmm. with COVID are vaccinated. That's almost seventy percent. Only only a third are unvaccinated, and so but you don't hear that. That's not being spread. Why it doesn't fit the narrative? And so, folks, we're not just being lied to about abortion. We're not just being lied to about other issues. We're also being lied to, I think, uh, and it's it's really, I think, being wielded as political power. You know, you just brought up a real great point. Before I know we got to move on, but why would you trust a uh, medical establishment that tells you that to rip a baby's head off in the womb and tear its body apart uh, is not murder and that the baby is not life? Or, and why would you trust an establishment that would say 
um, you can change your sex and we'll chop off the appropriate parts to make sure that happens. Why would you trust them in this instance? That- That's a great point, Taylor. I mean, like, uh, see, and you know what's happening in our country right now with all these issues? When you keep promoting lies, at some point the lies begin to implode because how do you uh, advocate for women's rights when there are no women? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, how do you advocate for a women's rights when it's just a, a uh, it or a they? They're, they're not a woman, so you can't have that kind of language. How do you say that uh, only women can get pregnant in one sense, and over here you say men can get pregnant in the other? So so all their lies are intersecting, which mm-hmm. that happens, and they can't justify themselves because they, they keep going uh, around and around, and you go, okay, uh, how do you deal with that? And it's like, you know, when they advocate for transgenders, all this effort they made to advocate for women to be active in athletics and, and college sports yeah. is gone out the window now. And so now you have boys uh, and young men who are saying they're girls because they want to go out and compete and they beat girls in running cross country. And it's no wonder because their DNA is different mm-hmm. and DNA you can't change. I, as far as I know, I don't think there's any... <laughs> scientists so far that's completely changed the dna of a person yet i don't think so uh so and isn't it interesting that god made that that's not man-made you can't Mm -hmm. deconstruct what god's made yeah you can only deconstruct ideas and terms but you can't do the people god created us so anything god makes you can't deconstruct and that's a good segue because we're talking about deconstruction you weren't here yesterday but uh, when we come back i'll do a quick review of deconstruction that term for anybody that might be tuning in and we're going to talk about false converts it's a really important subject i hope you'll be listening and join us when we come back from the break All right, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the news. Before we go, we'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, A Store and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor this program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug, D-O-U-G, at SWATradio.com. We'd also like to tell you that you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk, and you can download our SWAT app in the App Store. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news. Radio. That was David Crowder with Red Letters. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Acts chapter 8, verses 9 through 25 this week. I uh, started looking at that yesterday. If you would like to go back and listen um, to that program or any of our past program programs, excuse me, you can go to www.swatradio.com. Again, www.swatradio.com. And you can listen by clicking on our past programs links. Um, you can also listen by wherever you listen to 
uh, podcast by searching SWAT Radio, and you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. You can, and I just got a text from uh, uh, James, our guy that works on our website, and he's saying that the website problem might not be fixed. So I may have spoke a little soon. I thought it was. My apologies. Uh, we will work on that. So you can definitely go, uh, if you listen to Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, uh, are we on Spotify? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, so I, any uh, you know anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can go and listen there uh, as an alternative until the website's up. Yeah. So um, anyway, Taylor, since you weren't here yesterday and uh, I didn't get to see you last week, you weren't able to make the actual meetings um, deconstruction is a term that is used a lot, but it's another um, word for apostasy. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, uh, it's when a person who's lived their life as a professing believer and they begin to question and dissect everything that they ever believed to be true, tearing it apart until they discover no longer uh, do they really believe what they proclaim, sometimes for as many as 20 years, maybe longer. In essence, they just walk away from their faith, and um, it happens a lot. Joshua Harris, I mentioned him. He's a guy who wrote a book called I Kiss Dating Goodbye. I mentioned him yesterday along with Marty Sampson. But there's there's numerous, numerous examples out there of people, quote, deconstructing. And they would tell you they believe in God. They would tell you they believe in some form of God, but not what traditionalists believe they don't believe in original sin they don't believe in hell they don't believe um in um well they don't they don't believe in authority structure they believe they're the authority most everybody who professes to quote deconstruct comes back to self-ledness self-authority uh i'm in control and we see how that worked out for people in the Bible. It never worked out well. And um, and and the people that do that, uh, a lot of times you hear their, their, I don't know, you hear their stories, you hear them talking. Uh, they don't use very nice language a lot of times. They use, uh, it's almost like a rebellious language, almost like I, I just want to be free to do anything I want to do kind of a language. And it it somehow makes them feel good. But it, it starts with, I think, false conversion. Um, most people that fall into that category, you can't say all, nobody knows their hearts, right? But I would say a lot of them, if, if, and certainly if they continue outside of the faith, then they were never part of the faith. It's like Scripture says, they were never part of us. And false converts are a real issue. Um, Judas was a false convert. Uh, He's probably the most famous. He -hmm. walked with Jesus and saw the miracles. He heard the teaching, and yet he never had a heart change. Um, And Simon the Magician is the same way. We're going to see about him. But but, uh, there have been a lot of people who have known about Jesus in their head, but he never changed their heart. And so we're going to look today and tomorrow at four barriers to true conversion. And I, I mentioned them yesterday. I'll mention them again. I'm going to have you read the first section of, of this passage, Acts 8, 9 through 25. But the first two barriers really are pride and independence. 
and and they surface or they they manifest themselves like this because false converts care more about pursuing personal glory and ambition than God's glory. And we see Jesus address this even over in John chapter 5 when he says you care more about the glory of man than you do the glory of God. He's talking to people who refuse to believe. In John 12, the same thing. And, and, and so caring more about your personal ambition uh, and glory than God's glory uh, is, is, comes from nothing but pride. That's just pure, plain and simple as pride. And pride, we know, was the chief sin of who? Satan, right? It was Satan's demise. And the second thing, the second barrier is independence. And false converts care more about following the ways of the world than the ways of God. Uh, they're, they're going to respond to things in the world with the, the things that the world uses to operate, the way the world operates. And how does the world operate? It usually operates by money or power, physical power or financial power. Um, that's a coercion. That's why this is such a problem with what's going on with the vaccines. They're not, I mean, since when do you have to pay people $500? It's what they're doing up in Brunswick, Georgia, city employees paying them $500 to take something that's supposed to protect their life. Why would you do that? Why would you threaten people to lose their job or threaten to uh, not use people the way they've been trained to be used or demote people? That's coercion. That's the way of the world. The, the, the way of God is, okay, this is what I say. Go do it. And so uh, there is no, there's no coercion. You, you, you go do it because this is the way God made it to be done. And so um, Simon didn't see that. And so I'm going to have you read uh, Acts 8, 9 through verse 20. And we're going to come back and talk about each one of those, okay? All right. But there was a man named Simon who had previously practiced magic in the city and amazed the people of Samaria, saying that he himself was somebody great. They all paid attention to him for the least to, from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the power of God that is called great. And they paid attention to him because for a long time he, was, he had amazed them with his magic. But when they believed Philip as he preached good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women, even Simon himself believed, and after being baptized, he continued with Philip, and seeing signs and great miracles performed, he was amazed. Now when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent to them Peter and John, who came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit, for he had not yet fallen on any of them, but they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Now, when Simon saw that the Spirit was giving was given through the laying of hands on the uh, laying on of the apostles' hands, excuse me, he offered them money, saying, "Give me this power also, so that anyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit." But Peter said to him, "May your silver perish with you, because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money." He thought that he could buy God's power. God doesn't need you. Can't bribe God. You can't offer God money. He made money. He, mm -hmm. he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And, and so here Simon believed. Simon was baptized, and he continued with Philip. He was disciple. He was walking with Philip. 
and yet he was a false convert. In the same way that Judas uh, professed a belief, Judas walked with Jesus, but he was a false convert. And as false converts caring more about personal glory and ambition rather than God's glory, we see the insight there that is pride. And, you know, I, I lead groups to Israel every year, and I, um, at least prior to COVID, I did. And, and I would take them to Mount Carmel. And over at Mount Carmel, it's known for what? Um, mo- most of the time you think of Mount Carmel in the Bible, what's it known for? Elijah. Elijah defeating the prophets of Baal. Mm-hmm. Well, I teach at Mount Carmel about Saul, King Saul. Mm-hmm. Did you know that in Second Samuel chapter 15, King Saul built a monument to himself on Mount Carmel. Hmm. Did you know that? Uh, no, I don't think I... Mo- uh, most believers yeah. don't know that. I thought you were going to talk about when he sacrificed, uh, you know, took... Uh, no, no, uh, but he built a monument to himself. Now think about that. He's the first king chosen by God. Remember hmm. how God chose him? When he chose him, where was he? Hiding in the baggage. He couldn't yeah. even be found. He was terrified. He didn't get those victories because of his great military prowess, his great ability. is because of God. And so why would he build a monument to himself? Do you think we have a problem building monuments to ourselves in Christendom today? Yeah. Yeah, we do. And, and that comes from pride. He built a monument to himself. He failed to realize. And one of the ways you see this, and when he was rebuked by uh, Samuel, Instead of, he said, listen, he acknowledged he did bad, but you know, Pharaoh acknowledged that he was, he had sinned too, Mm. but what he didn't do was repent. In fact, he said, Hey, Samuel, come with me, come walk with me. Cause he wanted the people People to see that he still had God's favor. Right. And so Psalm 10, four, it's a good one. Remember if you're in the military or law enforcement, 10, four, right? Uh, 10, four, Psalm 10, (laughs) four in the pride of his face, the wicked can't seek him. He thinks there is no God. Proverbs eight thirteen, pride and arrogance I hate. James four six, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. You see, verse nine, Simon claimed to be somebody great. All Simon cared about was the power. When he came, his faith was not in Jesus and not in the word of Messiah, not in the name of Jesus like the other Samaritans. His faith was in the power. What he saw, and I'm gonna, I want to, I want to allude to that. In fact, if you go to verse 12, it says, "When they believed Philip, quote, as he preached good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized." But notice what it says about Simon, verse 13. Even Simon himself believed, and after being baptized, he continued with Philip and seeing signs and great miracles performed. He was amazed, not at the preaching, not at the word, and. His faith was not in the word, but in miracles because he was a prideful man. Pride can can be a barrier to true conversion. And, you know, Paul said over in 1 Corinthians 2, 1, uh, 2, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians 2, and this is something, think about this lens for a second. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1. When I came to you, brothers, I didn't come, or did I not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom? For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ, Him crucified. I was with you in weakness and fear and much trembling. 
and my speech and my message were not implausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and power. Why? Because he wanted people to trust in God, not him. We have a huge problem with this in the American church where we idolize the preachers instead of looking to God. So, All right. We are up against the break. We will be back with more after the break. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. by David Crowder. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Acts chapter 8, verses 9 through 25 this week. Today we're focusing on 9 through 20. Um, We're talking about uh, deconstruction, and in particular we're talking about, um, uh, excuse me, uh, I wanted to say Samuel because we were talking about that over the break, but uh, over Simon and his um, uh, faith, quote-unquote, and how it was not genuine. Um, So we are going to pick up that there. And someone's calling Doug. They should know that you are. <laughs> yeah, they should. I don't know who that is. Uh, I didn't even hear it, but uh, I do now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, I was talking to you about Samuel. That's in First Samuel 15. And it says in verse 10, that's the word of the Lord came to Samuel. I regret that I've made Saul king, for he's turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. And Samuel was angry, and he cried to the Lord all night. He was upset. And he rose early to meet Saul in the morning, and it was told to Samuel, Saul came to Carmel, and behold, he set up a monument for himself and turned and passed on and went down to Gilgal. Mm. See, we blow right over that little mm-hmm. phrase. He built a monument to himself, and it's just pride. But I want to go on to verses 12 through 20, and the second barrier is independence. Boy, we struggle with this, especially as men. Uh, we all do, but but as men following the ways of the world, we're fixers. We want to fix things, and, and 99% of the time we wait until we're flat on our back till we cry out to God. Yeah. And, um, you know, he says, and, and going back to chapter 8, uh, talking about Simon believed, 
Uh, and he was amazed. It said, the apostles of Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God. They sent to them Peter and John, who came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. All of a sudden, a question mark goes up. Wait a minute. What do you mean? They believed. They were baptized. In Acts 2 and Acts 4, they received the Holy Spirit right away. Why, why the delay? It says, and Luke almost writes here as as if surprised, for he had not yet fallen on any of them, but they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Now, the question is, why the delay? Well, the delay was because, you know, the Jews needed apostolic uh, endorsement and and Peter and John's approval testimony that, okay, the Samaritans are included. you got to remember, no Gentiles had been brought in yet. Uh, they, they, Cornelius comes in chapter 10. The same thing happened in 10, verse 19, or chapter 19, the disciples of John. There's still some disciples of John who have not been brought in. And they, they're endorsed by the apostles too. But the Samaritans were hated by the Jews. And so God sovereignly withheld the Spirit from coming simultaneously at the point of uh, belief for the Samaritans for Peter and John to come down to give their apostolic approval. Why? Because the people in Samaria had been let, misled by who? Simon, the magician. Remember, the whole city was mm-hmm. in, in uproar over his demonic power. His power was demonic. It was not David Copperfield magic. It mm-hmm. was demonic magic, right? And so... Uh, the the approval came now the problem with that is throughout time whole denominations have sprung up that talk about a second blessing or a baptism of the spirit that comes after you pray and receive christ you pray and and your heart is changed christ has come into you the holy spirit has come into you the holy spirit when he comes into you that's baptism the first time he comes in is baptism it is a positional thing it's not an it can be experiential if it's you know um the it doesn't have to be oh but it well i shouldn't say that i shouldn't say it doesn't have to be there should be some level of experience but the baptism itself is not experiential that's positional Mm -hmm. that's god's spirit changing your heart on the inside giving you new birth you know like he told nicodemus you have to be born again well, and Nicodemus said, well, how does that happen? Do I go back in my mother's womb? He's like, no. God's spirit comes in and changes what's on the inside of your body. The, the, the guiding core of who you are is changed from the inside. And you're a baby. And you grow from that point on. It's called sanctification and growth. But it's not a two-stage process. You don't, you don't believe and, and have a new birth and then at some subsequent time get baptized in the spirit it happens simultaneously except here god sovereignly without this is not normal it's not normative in the new testament in fact we see with ethiopian eunuch right after this that it it there was no going in and Mm -hmm. happening separate and so it happened separately for Cornelius, why he was the first gentile and then in acts 19 with the disciples of john the baptist who had not yet been baptized in jesus so uh going on we see that then they laid their hands on him. They received the Spirit. Now, Simon saw this, and he goes, hey, I want to buy this power. I want to be able to do this. Because something happened. He witnessed something in these people that made him go, I want that. And so he offers money. That's the way of the world. 
that's the way of the world. But notice, I want you to go back to verse 12 when it says that Philip preached good news. That word good news there and preaching good news is the word euangelizo. That we talked about that last week from Romans when Paul quotes from Romans chapter 10, how can you know, how blessed is the feet of those who bring good news. In the Greek New Old Testament in Isaiah 52, 7, where Paul is quoting, that same word is used, euangelizo. It's only used when an emperor has a, a victory, when an emperor is born, or when an emperor is coronated. That was the only time in the culture that that word was used. So Luke is very specific in using that here, referring to Jesus as the reigning Lord, the emperor, the master, the, the king. Because go back to Isaiah 52, 7, and it says what salvation is. This is the good news, that he saved us and he reigns. If he just saved us and doesn't reign, then his, I mean, it's missing something. But we don't talk about that. People have, have brought up the lordship controversy that you're adding works, you're making people have to work. No, he is Lord. You don't make him Lord. But you can't reject his lordship as you receive his saviorhood and be a true believer. And that's what happens with a lot of people. They just want to check off a, a fire insurance list for not going to hell. And they want, yeah, I want to believe in a savior. I want to get that taken care of. But they don't want him to be the Lord of their life. They don't receive him as the Lord of their life. They hold back their heart and their heart didn't change. They just have a mental assent to him. And, and they follow the ways of the world and the way they deal with people. That's what they want. That was Simon. He was not dependent on God. And I think, you know, we got to take Paul's advice from 2 Corinthians and, and say, examine yourself to see if you're in your faith. Am I independent? You know, do, do I live independent from God? Do I use the ways of the world? Um, he offered them money. He says, give me this power, but you can't buy spiritual power. And Peter said to him, may your silver perish with you because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. I mean, I think, um, I think, I think that's a big point for us to understand there that he's still operating in the world's mindset. Mm -hmm. And we're going to see tomorrow, um, why Simon is a false convert. It's clear in the text. We're going to look at it. Um, this is leading up to it, but clearly he was full of pride still, and he was also independent. And as God's people, we are not made to be independent of God. We operate under his sovereignty. If he wants us to have something, he gives us something. If he doesn't want, he, we don't get it, and we trust him with that. Uh, it's like Job. When Job was going through incredible pain and, and tormenting, he said, though he stay, slay me, still what? I will praise him. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So many people are conditional with their love for God. And they treat him like a genie in the bottle. And he's not. Yeah. You can't use God. I mean, he's not going to let you use him. He didn't create you to use him. He created you to walk with him in community, in relationship with him and other believers to uh, be a channel of blessings to the world. That was the problem with the Jewish people in the Old Testament, is they 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 were uh, functioning as a reservoir and not a channel. Mm. In a reservoir, what happens? If you've ever been to Israel, the Dead Sea, it, nothing lives in it. Why? Because there's no outlet. 
And too many Christians are like the Dead Sea, or at least professing Christians. They just want to give, get, 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 and they never allow themselves to be the channel of blessing to share with others. Mm. So, yeah, you know, I kind of looking at this and then talking about deconstruction, it hit me that you know to be catechized right in, into the faith is to kind of be taught the ways uh, of a Christian. But deconstruction is 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 basically a catechism into the ways of the world, right? And, and it, to, it is. Well, and it's being self-led. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and I'm my own authority. Okay, I'll give you a teaser for, for tomorrow, okay, to let you know how we know Simon was not a believer. If you look at verse 22, it says, Repent, therefore, of this wickedness of yours, and pray to the Lord that, if possible, the intent of your heart may be forgiven you. If you were a believer, you are forgiven. If you're a believer, you're forgiven, even if you sin. Now, you're not, you, you, you still have consequences with people mm-hmm. in the world, and you have to go to them and say, hey, I'm really sorry that I hurt you and, and own what you did. But with God, are your sins forgiven the moment you do them, if you're a believer, if you're his child? Yeah. Or do you have to worry about, are you, why? Because every cross, I mean, every sin that you've ever committed was paid for when Jesus died on the cross, right? If yeah. you're his. So that means every past, present, and future sin. So why would you have to pray for God to forgive you of something that you've already been forgiven for? We confess. Mm -hmm. It says in 1 John, if we confess our sins, right? Yeah. Confession shows that, hey, we know we're still sinning. We know that we still make mistakes, but he's already forgiven them. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, confessing, like you're talking about apology, confessing is saying, I was wrong, I, I want to be in right relationship yeah. with you, and, and it's about our heart uh, position rather than our eternal soul position. So, um, oops, wrong thing. <laughs> oh, real quick, on Wednesday, SWAT for Women, 10 a.m., right here at the Salem Center on 7235 Bentley, Lori McCary, my wife, teaches it. She's going to be teaching Acts 2 this week. She'd love for you to join her. Wednesday at 10. All right, so make sure you come for that. And then for you men, we have a bunch of uh, different times to come that we'll talk about tomorrow. Um, You've been listening to SWAT Radio. Hope you have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. See you tomorrow at 3 o'clock. If you missed a SWAT Radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening spiritual